Garrett. Yes, Boca. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? I wouldn't know, but it feels like that could happen scientifically speaking. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, big love. Hi, I'm Boca. And I've been reading too much stuff from Future. And welcome to the Brain Mess Podcast. That's two dudes talking about romantic comedies because love is dead, movies are real, and virginity is something you should be ashamed of. Stop. If you're listening to this right now and you're a virgin, go out and pay for it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. What movie, what movie are we doing this week? We're doing The 40-Year-Old Virgin. It's a banger. It's it's one of Jed Avatar's finest. And I don't even think we need to hide the fact that we should both love this movie. Both could you like this movie? I liked it. Yeah. Sli- slightly too long. It was good. I had this is my first time watching it front to back paying attention, right? Mm. Which is like half the movie's like um so like I, I knew that also shout out a straightforward title. <laughs> Say, hey, would you want to go see the 40-year-old virgin? I don't know what it's about. Guess. <laughs> it's it's right. They don't there. bury it, it's it, right there. The lead was not buried on this one, and that's good journalism. How? When did you first see this movie? So this is this is going to be problematic. I was maybe I don't know when this movie came out, so let me double check here. But I think also if you hear this a little squeaking in the background, there's a current there's a Frenchie currently playing with the toy and having the time of her life. Um, I when did this movie come out, Boca? Do we know this? Two thousand five. Okay, so I would have been yeah. I think it was like seventh grade, right? Yeah, it's seventh grade. My friend's dad, who was looking back on it, maybe an alcoholic, um, was <laughs> that's unnecessary. Ask, well, it plays into it because he got like the triple X unrated, whatever oh, you know, with thirty extra minutes of boobies. Yeah, love that. And so that. I just remember him being passed out on the couch with like different chunks of this movie on. And so, like, we'd run in and out of their house to, like, you know, grab stuff or they had, like, for some reason, they had, like, all the best toys. Mm-hmm. So, it'd be like, we'd go in and, like, grab crap to then go out and, like, have fun in the neighborhood or whatever. And you just see, like, a random scene of someone with, like, their tits out or, like, him talking about bags of sand or <laughs> one of the jokes. And so, like, w- this probably happened, like, six times. So, I pieced enough of the movie together in the wrong order to, like, make sense of it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's my first exposure. That was your first exposure. Yeah, for me, it was probably just, like, yeah it's on tv I've, i knew and like i said you you get the gist you know what it's about yeah. um but yeah let's let's just go ahead and get into it yeah let's do it that's the start all right so uh steve carell plays a 40 year old introvert he works as a stock supervisor at not radio shack uh it's instead it's called smart tech um and he gave up on trying to have sex up to his 40 years after various failed attempts and he lives alone in an apartment with a collection of action figures and video games and blah 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 and you and i this if there's one thing we can really take away from this you and i it's be careful with how much video game shit you collect because yeah there's a tipping point where it's like hey like i mean he works at like basically a circuit city so it's mm-hmm. not really like a you know sorry if you use the word of circuit city but it's not like a flex to have stuff in your house that's related to nerd culture mm-hmm. but like there's one thing to have a couple tchotchkes in like a an office and then there's another thing to like go so deep down the rabbit hole that you become unlovable you know yeah balance like like especially now when we don't have desks we don't have desk jobs we have home jobs where we can't ever leave yeah. work uh it's like i don't even know where to if i keep my video game tchotchkes in the video game office fine i don't want my house to look like his house and so I'm just like, they're currently under my bed. And it's like, I should probably sell some of this shit, frankly. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so that, that's it. That's his shit. Garrett, I'm gonna ask you to use mute when you're not talking because this is fucking squeak toy. I know. Is going. I know. We're yeah. working on it. There's currently uh, the uh, the, the police are currently arresting her. Okay. See. Yeah. For his the, the first instinct. Being restrained. His first instinct. Call the cops. No, right. I know this is where this is going. You said it. You could have said that. I did. Yeah. <laughs> He gave me that. All right. So he works there, right? And like uh somehow he gets invited to oh wait, what's that name? Do you got a name for me? Of Steve Carell's character in this movie. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I know it's a hard one. Oh, uh, is it to Steve? No. That's a safe guess with a fucking Jed Apatow movie. I know. Uh I don't oh I have nothing. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna throw out a name. Uh there's no mind palace, there's no bullshit. I can't get out of this. Okay. I don't even know how to give you a hint on this one. I can't. I, don't I know. know. Bob. I don't know. It's like one of those like dipshit names. Andy. What dipshit is- name. Perfect. Right down the lane. Your name's Garrett. Okay. Those in glass houses. <laughs> those are syllables. This is just one of those names. You know, what, just, what's this uh, Garrett? Garrett's are fairly rare. You got like your, your Bob's, your Jim's, your, I'm going to throw Andy in there. It's a short like version Bob of Andrew, but I'll throw it in these there. days. Yeah, wait, do, does Garrett have meaning? What does the name Garrett mean? Oh, God. I think my parents got me some sort of black when I was a child that says what the hell it means. Some mm. sort of like Celtic thing for bravery. And I could have totally been making that up, by the way. So someone feel free to Google it. And of course, it'll come back saying like absolute horse's ass or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Just- well, you know you what? Know. Fill for time. I'm going to go ahead and find out what the hell my own name means. No, I'm not going to fill for time while you find out what your name means. How about you participate in the fucking podcast you co-host? So well, you set this up. <laughs> oh, it's not. Oh, we as if we we once we rolled this boulder, there's no way to, to you know shut up. So he he's playing poker. Ah, it means brave spear or lance. Brave I'm just spear. a big old brave spear. I'm a brave spear. Okay. I'm rigid. I'm firm. I'm erect, and I'm here. You know, sometimes I ask myself, is this all worth it? And then we have yeah. moments like this, and the answer is no. Uh, so he's playing poker <laughs> with Seth Rogen, uh, Paul Rudd. Who else was playing poker? Um, uh, uh, I forget the other guy's name. Uh, Jay R- uh, Romani Malco. And it comes yep. up. There, there's Romani Malco's character's a sex addict or something, just a bad person. Oh, and uh, also, uh, who is the was the Middle Eastern guy's name was like Muj or something? Oh, um, was he there? No, he wasn't there. On? He wasn't there. Okay, yeah, but yeah, Muj is a, another character. And so anyway, the guys are like, "Man, when I fuck, I fuck like this." And the other guys, like, "Hey, hey, hey, when I fuck, I fuck like this." Hey, Steve Carell, when you fuck, how do you fuck? And it's like. Um, well, it's even worse because they're like, tell us like the raunchiest story you've ever had of like a time you've had sex. And he's like, oh, yeah, there's this girl who just loves sexual intercourse. And she's like, make sex on me. And then we just kept having sexual intercourse and she loved sex. And then her boobs felt like bags of sand. And you're just like, this, this is a third graders interpretation of what sex would be like. And even I think they would get more creative, especially nowadays. And that's the weird, weird thing that keeps that I keep asking myself in this movie it's like okay yeah you're a virgin you don't have to be completely fucking clueless has he never in his entire life consumed pornography i don't think so i think he's a sweet sweet child because one of the things in this movie is they make him watch like old shitty vhs porn well they don't understand the concept 
was, was that a piece of it? I saw there's a scene where I think it was Paul Rudd's guy is like, yo, I bequeathed my porn collection to you. And it's, it's by the way, it was 2005. It's like, am I just like not remembering the mid 2000s? Well, the way it's like this thing felt like it was 1990 something. It's I like, will say you watched the early two, like 2000s to 2005s and a little after that. It was like, this is like, I remember the time this movie was like really raunchy, but like going mm-hmm. back and watching it, I'm like, Oh, it was a simpler time, you know? You still had to, like, the internet hadn't quite given you a complete fire hose of porn. You still kind of had to use a porn collection. Well, here, no, here's the thing. 2005, this movie comes out, right? Um, And it's a Jed Apatow movie. Um, 2007, 2008 is super bad. And in Superbad, they have such a long running jokes like, oh, man, which uh, which uh, online porn websites am I going to subscribe to? I'm going to do mm-hmm. I'm going to do the complete browsers package, Reality Kings, Bang Bros <laughs> is just going to do the tubes, whatever. And it's like and plus, remember, Cal works in a fucking electronics store and he's a giant nerd. Yeah. So he yes. those things together. He's supposed to be tech savvy. So yeah. it, why is it why, so much VHS? VHS because we see VHS tapes like four times in this movie. and That's weird. That is weird, especially for 2005. Like, I thought we were done with those by like 2003. But I think you could have, we're getting really in the weeds here, but you, I think you still could have bought like a VHS DVD combo in 2005. I believe that. I believe that. Um, hell, can you still buy a DVD player today? Like from like a Best Buy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would assume. I haven't really checked into that, but I mean, you can buy anything on Amazon. Daddy Bezos will say crack cocaine if they'd let him. He really, yeah, he would. Fine. It comes out, he's a virgin, right? And he, he's mortified. And I was like, oh, don't make fun of him for being a virgin. But you do have, you have follow-up questions. Like, why or how? You know, yeah. if, How did you make it to this point where no one wants to fuck you? Yeah. I mean, and the, the other guy puts it, brings it up at some point. The idea of like, oh, he's putting the, the longer you wait until that first time, or the longer the dry streak you're coming off of, the more pressure you put mm-hmm. on whatever it is that's breaking that streak. So 40 years of a streak, it's like... You might as well that die that when way. When they came up with the term, you're putting the pussy on the pedestal? I, I attribute the, the pussy on the pedestal phrase to this film. Yeah, they get credit. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. All Innovation right. that excites. <laughs> Fine. And so, uh, yeah, everyone makes fun. Everyone's a mix of ha-ha, and it's like, oh, Jesus, we should help him. That's our good deed in society mm-hmm. um, to varying degrees, right? And then he, he explains it, right? He got close a couple of times in his life. It's not like no woman's ever spoken to him. But it's like one time he's getting some top from this girl who has braces and that probably ends like a chainsaw massacre. And then this other girl, the girl who sucks his toes, it's the same period blood girl from oh, yeah. Judd Apatow loves this woman. Yeah. Yeah, he really does. He puts her in a lot of shit. Yeah, that's three times. Um, period blood girl. So anyway, and so she's like, oh, I'm gonna suck your toe. And he's ticklish, accidentally kicks her in the face. She has a bloody nose, gets kicked out. Um, Fine, doesn't happen. And plus, he's an introvert. So it's like, it's not just going to come to you. So, oh, they try to go out to the club and shit. And like, yeah, well, the the one guy, uh, Romani's character, Jay, is like, yo, you just got to hunt drunk women. It's like, well, that's terrible. That's some things have aged terribly in this movie. And this is one of them. Yeah, as I was gonna say, there's like four bits in this movie that, that don't don't age well with time. This one's movie, you four. just have to enjoy it and be like, I live in 2005. I live in 2005 for this movie, and this is the stuff that happened in 2005, and here we are. You just got to close your eyes, be like, all right, George W. is president. We're still in yep. Iraq and Afghanistan, and yep. gas is like two bucks. Um, yep. And that new Tosh.0 is coming out any day, and we all can't wait. Was Tosh.0 in 2005? I don't know. Oh, no, it would have been Dane Cook. 
I, I can leave both of those behind. Um, right. So he, all right, we tried to take you to the club and that's, uh, he almost, actually that almost works. It's fucking Leslie man. Yeah, that is true. He kind of almost pulls and I don't even know how he does it. This that, is like the shittier version of when he tries to pick up women in crazy, stupid love. Like yeah. one is they're uh, they're not playing the same character because one is literally inept and the other one's just been married for a very long period of time. But mm-hmm. like, it is funny that the 40 year old version the 40-year-old vir- virgin version of Steve Carell has more game than Steve Carell and Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, women are throwing themselves at him in this movie. And I'm like, does Steve Carell do it for the ladies? Is he like, oh yeah, you know, really revs my engine? Uh, hairy ass. Steve he seems Carell. to be going between for like the like elder woman who's been wronged by a bunch of dudes. And so he's just like, I'm a virgin and a complete dork and I won't hurt you and I don't have chlamydia. And they're like, honestly, that's the bar now. That's all I'm looking for. You seem to not be a serial killer. You don't have chlamydia. And I don't think you're going to cheat on me. Congratulations. You just moved to quarterback one. People get really pragmatic after a certain point. I don't know when that point yeah. is, but we definitely saw it in uh, this film. And, uh, you know, I was going to, to that whole idea is like, why does he work, especially for the main love interest who shows up later? Um, it's like, I used, to have, I used to have this ethos or this theory. If... If you perceive or believe that all men are dogs, no matter what, regardless yes. of socioeconomic background, race, religion, creed, uh, political party, if all men are dogs, get you a puppy. And that's Steve Carell. It's not yep. that he won't wrong you. It's that he is incapable of getting one over on you. Ergo, whatever. And his wrongings following the analogy would be like peeing on the carpet as opposed to like biting your face off. He fucks up a little bit. He fucks up. Not yeah, until the end. They're cute. They're cute fuck-ups. I guess the wheels do come off at some point, but it's not like, you know. And also, you got to remember, the one thing that binds you and myself together is we're both big talkers. And so it's like, when we see these guys like, uh, I can explain. I'm like, shut the fuck up. That's <laughs> my have... least favorite trope in any movie is just when, like, the main character just can't fucking talk. Or, like, yeah. the conflict in the movie is someone being like, they can't form three sentences that would fix the entire situation. And mm-hmm. so they just are stuttering. And then the entire plot just comes out of that. It's just like, it's just so frustrating. Just say yeah. the fucking words. Did, did you ever watch community? Yeah. Okay, I'm, watch- I'm still only on like season two. Like I just started it. Oh, okay. Do, yeah. Okay. I'll take yeah. credit for that. Yeah. So this is one scene. <laughs> I think I told you to watch community, didn't I? <laughs> that sounds- Cause I loved community in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One scene, Donald Glover, uh, Troy and I better doing some bullshit and some guys like what are you doing in this person's office Don Glover I can explain and the guy like wait for him to explain he's like oh I didn't think you're going to uh, and then he gets like chloroformed but anywho see now you're like oh but once the chloroform show up so you'll keep watching yeah. right so uh, they go to a speed dating event after after getting a lot of different advice from different people in this movie you got Seth Rogen's character who should what's it what's his coaching strategy his just like i don't know man just fuck yeah and he also seems kind of empathetic like even when they're at the poker table he seemed like oh man no he's a virgin like this is a problem we need to help him like he was like a little bit less the dick yeah it was um who's the character that was well he wasn't a dick i think it was jay who was like very much more like i'm gonna tell everyone that you haven't had sex yet i'm gonna publicly shame you I am going to mock you, but I am going to be the wind beneath your wings to motivate you to fix this. Well, we don't know who told everyone else in his work in uh in Steve Carell's workplace, like, hey, yo, Steve Carell's character is a virgin. We don't know who said, told, but everyone I guess, in the when office. he comes in, it's like Seth Rogen is just like, hey, what's up? Um, Paul Rudd is just like, hey, what's up? 
And then it's Jid. It's like, he hasn't fucked. And he's like humping on top of a couch. And I'm just like, I feel like, I feel like it's. This is your fault. (laughs) Yeah. So they go to. I want to blame you even if, even if I'm wrong. So they go to a speed dating event and uh, my, uh, what's his fucking face? Paul Rudd. Mm -hmm. um, He's trying to um, link up with his uh, ex-girlfriend played by fucking Mindy Kaling. Yeah, yeah. Can, uh, what was the last thing she was even in? Uh, she rent, did a Mindy Project, and I think she is a. Is still on? No, I think Mindy Project's done. Um, oh my god, I feel bad. My friend works on it. Um, shout out Shara. Uh, it's is it not? It's not Never Have I Ever, but so it's a show on Netflix about some like uh, high school age girls who are like having a sexual awakening. Yeah, but it's not penis or oh, yeah, yeah, girls. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. Mindy Kaling is probably an EP on that. Um, so fine, they go to speed dating. Uh, that doesn't work. This is a very forward woman named Gina who's ready to take Steve Carell to town because uh, Gina spends a lot of time with women. It's like, yo, you'd be a good, tr- great transition as I foray back into the world of men. It's like, you got some soft, delicate features. You got a, you got a nice mouth. Yeah. Um, Steve Carell is What's not that mouth do? What's that mouth do? And then most important, not the most important scene, but the one that probably played at the Oscars when this thing got nominated for something. Oh, uh, yeah. Best chest- picture. Chest waxing. Oh, yeah, best picture. Yeah. 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 So they, he goes to get his chest waxed, which step one. Which I just love that that is actually Steve Carell's chest hair and they just are waxing him. So it's like you can't fuck up these takes, which I don't even know how he could because they the did real pain take. is there. Yeah. So it's like, hey, we're going to rip chunks of your chest hair out, which is great though because their reactions are also real. So yeah. they're trying to stay in character. But I think one of Paul Rudd's lines, I was just like, no, that was just you talking to Steve Carell about him getting chest hair pulled out. This isn't even a character thing anymore. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of laughter. And mind you, in universe regarding Steve Carell getting his uh, chest waxed, it's the least necessary thing to change about him. You need to get him better clothes. You need to redo his apartment so it's not just all about, I sure do love action figures. Um, you need to, yeah. But it is pretty excessive. Like this isn't like like a Hugh Jackman and Wolverine level of chest hair. This is like if Robin Williams was even more carpeted. Like, you can't even see human definition. He's just a rug. If Wookiees could crossbreed with humans, yeah, that's the level of chest hair that Steve Carell seems to have. And that's absurd. Like, I have, I have mild chest hair. I was like, Jesus Christ, you could, like, make a hat with this shit. Um, but they, 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 they do only a partial job there. It was, like, like forest patches. This woman was yeah. hopscotching, too. Left to right. Yeah, I also feel like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some, we get some waxers in the chat that can fill us in. But, like, I feel like you take big swatches. I don't think you do, like, would you do, like, a, I don't even know what the size of like this a would be. Like a cell phone bar size, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're just going to go fucking step by step here. It's like, oh, my God. And then it's like, it's even worse. It's like, all right, let's do the nipple. Oh, I, I, I can understand why that's completely necessary. So otherwise, what, yeah. you're just going to have a, a hair ring around your nipples. But Christ on a cracker, that would hurt like a mother. So bad. Yeah. Couldn't so that's do what it. We, Could not. That's also, yeah, just take a fucking trimmer. Oh my God. Shave. Shave. No. Get some shaving cream and a razor. Or that's just what, hit it raw in the shower. Well, the problem with shaving cream and a razor, and plus you have you have curly hair, so you probably know he'll get ra- bad razor bumps. That's true. But God hates me. So he gave me just the nip hair and really no chest hair. So no, <laughs> really. we just have to go, we have to go smooth sail on there, or otherwise it's gonna look psychotic. You know what? It's free floss. And so he gets. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a top five worst thing you've ever said. 
<laughs> I would love to see those things rated. Um, so, all right. So Wait, actually, get... social idea we're doing. <laughs> yeah. And so he, uh, okay, I'm now partially waxed and deeply traumatized. Time to go hit on some women. And then Seth Rogen gives him the best advice. It's like, listen, just ask questions. Don't don't talk about yourself. And so he's he's really just the more people can talk about themselves, the better they think the conversation went. Yeah. Is that is that thing you found to be true? I think so. Yeah. And sometimes I it happens. Well, not even sometimes. I'm sure that's happened to me all the time. And then it's just like, uh, and then after the fact, I'm, like, I'm pretty sure I was annoying. Or like someone else will do it, and they're like, "Wow, wasn't that a great conversation?" And I was like, "Well, I didn't really say much, but yeah, I'm sure it was good." For if you. you're happy, yeah. If you know, it's we had bad sex conversationally, but if you're happy, if you like it, I love it. So he goes to this bookstore. And he's sitting on a bookstore clerk played by Elizabeth fucking Banks. What's that name? Oh uh, uh, crap. Um. Oh, this is bad for me. Um, it's right in front of you. How's it right in front of me? Look into your heart. Oh, it's, um, you know, it's one of those things. The things in the bathroom. Bath, 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 bath that's bath. That's how I got Correct. there. That's how you I'm got not proud there. of it, but that's how I got there. Well, you know, I'm not proud of it either, but you did get there. So he means Beth, and he's just parroting shit to her, and she's in love with him now. She just falls head over. Again, whatever. This happens every Jed Apatow movie, right? Where it's like a guy, and you're like, I don't get it, but he's pulling. It's like, hey, is your personality a two? Your social awkwardness at a 15 out of 10, and your looks maybe a four? Well, congratulations, because you're about to date an eight. That's a, I mean, is this the worst of them? Like, let me think of Jed Apatow movies. All right, we got this. Yeah, we got, uh, all right, Jed Ap- we got Knocked Up, Super Bad. Um, we got a uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. Here's I eight- would say Knocked Up, but there's an entire group of people that want to fuck Seth Rogen's brains out. So but that's kind some, of new. It. It's kind of new. I don't know. I think that's been around for a while. Yeah. Because I, I remember in high school, the girls being like, I want to fuck Seth Rogen. And I'd be like, I just, I can't, I, what well, I can't get my head around this. All right. So let me, the big ones that uh, he's directed, 40 year old virgin knocked up funny people. This is 40 train wreck. Um, I feel like this is missing some of his works, but mm-hmm. there's a lot. Yeah. So this might be the biggest man. Multi, Cause it's not just like, Oh, one woman can like a shy, quiet guy. Cause not every shy, quiet guy is alone. Yeah. I mean, they eventually join in uh, like, all right. But like that didn't exist. No five. So here it's several. It's fucking le- all right. Leslie Mann's character, she's hella drunk and she's bitter about her friend marrying her ex. Um, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Banks' character, Beth, is I don't know if sex addict's the word. She, she's down to clown. Um, yeah. And then the main, most important woman who we're about to meet, uh, Trish, she's a grown ass woman who has baggage of her own. So she's, and, and plus she's nice and helpful or whatever. Um, so that's what we get there, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And so one last thing, I guess, before we go to commercial break, Paul mm-hmm. Rudd gives Seth, uh, Steve Carell a giant box of VHS slash DVD pornography and says, this is yours yes. now. Please learn to masturbate. Because he apparently, again, I think I said this already. If this movie came out in 2021, it'd just be like, yeah, I'm asexual. Yeah. I mean, he's not, but that's a great lie to tell if you don't want to tell people you're a virgin. True. Yeah. But he's definitely not. And then he had his 
Well, he didn't really even, because I was expecting like that quagmire scene from Family Guy where he discovers internet porn and one of his arms gets enormous. <laughs> but like, he just gets a big basket of porn, but he doesn't really seem to do anything about it. Well, it's I, 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 it's gross to get somebody else's porn collection when it's uh, physical media is yeah i mean like i feel like dvd and vhs is just like i don't want this but it's doable let's get someone else's magazines oh i don't want someone else's magazines yeah unforgivable yeah let's go take a magazine break when we come back we'll talk about the back half of the 40 old virgin and we're back Garrett just jerked off into some old Pornhub mags, if those were a thing. Playboy, that's the thing. And he's now ready to discuss uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin at greater detail. Sorry for throwing yes. the bus there, Garrett. No, post-nut clarity is a real thing, and I appreciate you for bringing it up. Yeah. You know, these transitions where we come in and out of commercial breaks, open the podcast, you think they fall from trees? You think, no. you think, think they just rain from heaven? No. All right? It's a lot of heads, a lot of heart. And uh, yeah. I'm short on both. And so we got to... We got, we got to find inspiration somewhere. What happens next in this movie? He meets the, the love of his life. Yeah. How do they meet again? She just comes in the store and needs some technology shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just, like, actually sweet and charming and attentive. And, like, has his game is just anti-game. He's like the... Uh, I was going to go with, like, alt-comedy, where it's just, like, anti-comedy, and it's funny in that way. He's just Andy anti-charming. So it's... Yeah, he's Kaufman-esque, but for romance. That's that's giving him too much credit, you know? Yeah, the art isn't really intentional, but, you know, here he is. Yeah, he, he lucked into some, or, or maybe this is the type of thing, like, oh, when you find your true love, then the things will just fall into place. La, this is an audio. I'm, I'm rolling my eyes a lot and flapping my hands around sarcastically. This is an audio. There's a lot media. of hands going. Yeah, so he meets her. Um the, the thing I mentioned to Garrett offhand, it's like, oh yeah, this this lady, Kathleen Keener, she's or Catherine Keener, excuse me, she's the mom from fucking Get Out, you know, with the teacup. Yeah, yeah. Did you recognize her? I did not at all because she looked attractive and a lot less scary in this movie. But it was also thirteen years ago from the yeah. time that Get Out came out. So quick maths. Um, yeah. yeah. So he meets her and they go great and they exchange contact information. So they finally go on a date to a hibachi restaurant. Um, terrible choice for a first date, I think. Yeah, it just seems like you can't really, like, I'm not sure you get that much quality time. Plus, also, it's a lot of just smoking meats, you know? Well, I'm not, I, listen, smoking meats are great. I had KBBQ this last weekend. I really prepped for that shit, moved some units. But um, I really thought you were going to go into a full Mark Zuckerberg and just do your full smoking meats. Like every, uh-huh. I'm just smoking meats, just a casual guy out here smoking meats. I'm definitely not a robot made by the government to spy on you. I'm just smoking meats like a normal guy with meat to smoke. That's why Facebook was down for like six hours earlier this week. It's just like, oh yeah, he was busy smoking <laughs> meats while the servers were really smoking. But he's smoking his own meat. <laughs> Is that the new slang for it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll see you later, Tony. I'm going to go smoke my own meat. Hey, Maron. So, cool. Date goes well, and they're having moments, and it's nice. I, yeah. I assumed the scene was going to be awkward. It wasn't that awkward. Um, They're back at her place, and they're about to have sex. And he's like, uh, fuck. He doesn't, he doesn't want to put a condom on. Which seems insane, because even if you've never put a condom on, never had an opportunity, just intuitively... Even if you put it on backwards, it would still go down. 
mm-hmm. it'd still go down the thing you're trying to put it on, even mm-hmm. if you fuck it up. Yeah. I, you can't even really put it on backwards. You just then flip the thing once you realize, ow, that hurts and it's not going to work. Like, and then he tries to put his nuts in it, which I thought was like, that was actually fucking hysterical. Like I just put everything in there. Um, it's which like, I can't even imagine. And then he, he's like, should I use the magnum? But he puts the entire thing, like his whole forearm up to his shoulder in it. And yeah. I'm just like, how do we think that's helpful? In what world is that helpful? I think he thinks he's, oh, I'll stretch it out. Then I'll just be able to really easily just um, throw it over. Yeah. You know, but because, you know, he had to stretch the magnum out because it probably would have been too small for what Stephen Girls back in. Most common misconception, condom sizes are about the circumference of the opening, not about the length of the whatever, you know? So, yeah. So, can you play the the more you know? I know you won't, but can you play the the more you know music right here? Yeah, let's try it. Let's see. Fuck, yeah, let's fuck you. I have faith in myself. To remember, <laughs> it might happen. We don't know. It could happen. Wait, you act like this is out of your control. <laughs> well, that's future Garrett, and I don't know about that guy. Oh. He can make he can make all sorts of choices. Okay, fine. So that um, but before um, Steve Carell has sex. It's like, oh my God, Kat Dennings is this teen is the teenage daughter, and she comes back home and interrupts um, them about to fuck. And so Steve Carell is like, he's he's both half like drafts, but also relieved, you know. So it's like, yeah. okay, yeah, you saved have- me. It makes it look like I'm a functioning member of society that could have performed sexually, but like, oh no, we couldn't because your kids are here. You are, and then 40. it's like the daughter and the boyfriend of the daughter, and so like he thinks he's a god. He's like, teach me your ways, and it's just like this is the so here, guy for this. Yeah, my ways are painting Warhammer four thousand four forty k figures and not fucking. Yeah, but some of them. It, that was the weirdest thing. It was like some of it was like Warhammer, and some of it was just like Civil War, Revolutionary War. Dudes. He just likes like, painting the like, figures, I guess. That's true. He, I don't think he plays the game. He's just in the paint. It's like Pokemon cards. Um. So that happens, and the relationship uh, continues. He didn't know there were daughters in the picture. Um, his new girlfriend, or the girl he's talking to, Trish, she has three children, and one of them has a child of her own. So technically, Trish is a grandmother. And so Trish is like, hey. Probably what, 50? Like, she's like a young-ass grandma. Yeah, I mean. 55. She's not 60. There's no way. The whole No, she's definitely not. I'm going, I'm going in the other direction. I'm saying, like, yeah, oh, she's. Like 45? No, you could be, yeah, like 40 flat. Yeah. No, because she had one kid too early, and then that kid is the one with the yeah. kid. Damn, forty-year-old grandma. Yes, that shit's wild. Do the math on that. If you had a kid at twenty, then that no, it makes 21. sense. I just, I just never really pictured it. <laughs> All right, and so didn't nobody in your high school get pregnant? Mm, oh yeah, one girl did who didn't then didn't walk. I'm not sure if she was embarrassed about it, but she also had really bad grades. So I think it was like either one of those two reasons. Um, but yeah, she like she could be a 40 year grandma. Volunteering additional details about this young woman. Uh, she doesn't listen. <laughs> she listens every week, and now she's crying, and that's your fault. Yeah, I'm sorry. Are you? You'll have a lengthy conversation with your adult son. <laughs> Asshole. All right. So I just, I just laughed at my drink and it went into my eyes. That's yeah. instant karma. You, you, you know who that is? You know who that is, Gary? That's God. That's God. That's, that's God. You mm-hmm. don't God like ugly. Oh, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I some, don't. All right. So um Trish is like, hey, listen, seeing how my teenage daughter walked in on us almost fucking, can we like put sex on hold? And he says, Yes, please. He says, All right, we'll have sex after 20 dates. That's a fucking 
Well, they, they like are being playful, but she's like, what about like five dates? And he's like, why not 10 dates? She's like, why not 15? And then they settle on 20. And I think she thinks he's being playful, but then they legit wait till 20. And then when the time comes up, she's like, you know what? This is their 20th date. He's like, eh, I feel like some of those weren't dates. I think we got like three more dates. It's like, now nah, I'll spot you. He's like, nah, really though. I feel like if the IRS audits us, we might have to give the sex back. I think it's just insane that you can be like, oh, I'll sure be seeing this person 20 dates from now. Well, that's like, yeah. I mean, that's what realistically, if they're literally just dates, then like that could easily be what, four months of dating, three months of dating. I was, estimating, I, was, I was estimating, yeah, a little under half a year. If you see somebody once a week, because both people work, um, yeah. It'll, yeah, you'll be, you'll, that'll be, um, that'll be like a little less than six months. So I was like, okay, y'all, y'all sure do like each other, I guess, or you're really committed. Yeah, um, you're really something. Yeah, you're really something. Um, and so their relationship flourishes and it's a montage and like, oh, the youngest daughter likes Steve Carell because he can do magic. And the teenage daughter's skeptical because she's Kat Dennings. And we never meet the oldest daughter. Um, do we? I don't think we do. I don't think that we do. Cat yeah. um, Dennings, thoughts? What are, I mean, in this movie or in general? In general. Uh, she's good in the Thor. What else did she do? She had two broke girls with a differently watch. Are we attracted to Cat Dennings? I have a weird thing about teeth, respectfully. This is... Wow. This is... Uh, so she's out based on teeth. No, no, she's not out based. Or she's extra in based on teeth. How do we feel about the teeth? Oh, God, no, respectfully. We don't Uh, like the teeth. Not extra in. I'm not saying no. This this is like when when we watch football, I'm like, oh, man, he should have stayed in the pocket long. It's like, oh, can you do that? Like, well, I'm going to talk about whether would I would or not fuck Kat Dennings if she's trying to holler at me, you know? It's true. Yeah. You don't look a gift horse in the mouth. No. (laughs) That works perfectly here. Okay. Um, Because of her teeth? That, that's my one well that plus i don't trust white women but yeah that's my main knock wow okay fair wants to feed cat dennings an apple that's what he just said that's what he said are, are apples a horse thing everyone eat, we no. eat apples okay <laughs> yeah but no, if you're like i'm gonna feed an animal an apple it's a horse okay you feed a dog an apple do dogs eat apples anyway Derek. what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh, teenage daughter Kat Dennings play a uh, character named Marla. It's like, I want to have sex and I want to go to Planned Parenthood and get on birth control so that I can have sex more safely and also probably have less uh, intense periods and whatnot. I don't know. Uh, and so the mom is like, fuck that. I, I had your older sister too early and she's a mistake and I wish God every day would take her. So that means you don't get to go in the pit. Uh, she didn't say all that. <laughs> Be a dick. Uh, <laughs> But Steve Carell's like, I can take her to uh, yeah. plan, not to Planned Parenthood, but the Planned Parenthood. Mind you, Steve Carell, yeah. he does, we need to talk about his character. He doesn't okay. drive. Yeah, that's bad. Oh, well, also, we, we brushed over this, but when he has the one chick from the bar that is, like, super wasted and wanting to bang him, Bless you, man. he just... He just lets her drive home because he doesn't have a license, but like she's blackout. And it's just like, dude, I mean, you might not know how to drive, but like use your brain, you idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Or I mean, if he had levels, if he had levels to his game, he would just try to pivot to fucking Luzzy Man drunkenly in the back seat. Um, well, mind you, she's too drunk, period, to fuck. But like if he was still trying to, he would have done the back seat instead of risking both of their lives to let her drive home drunk when her car has a breathalyzer hooked up to it. Anyway. Uh, 
Planned Parenthood, he's there. His face is all up in the anatomically correct models of vaginas, trying to study, trying to figure it out. Did he not go to school? You know, I bet he was homeschooled. His character screams. No, His character screams homeschooled. What do you think? Yeah, he's definitely homeschooled. I mean, there's no way that he went to public school and did not get absolutely bodied and not in a good way. Clearly. Like, imagine you're in the doctor's waiting room with your partner to go to the OB, right? And, Mm -hmm. oh, they got the little anatomy class. Here's vagina. Here's the the womb. Do you ever want to call a a vagina doctor an Obi-Wan Kenobi? Because I do all the time. How frequently I am I engaging? Kenobi. How frequently are you dealing with an OBGYN? Not that frequently, and that's kind of the problem is you don't say OBGYN all the fucking time. Like you know, like hey, I was chilling with the OBGYN, or hey, my girl's OBGYN, and I got I don't know fucking stuffed peppers or something. I don't know. It's just like you you don't say it that often. So when you're gonna say it, I'm getting a lot of judgment from the side of this uh, from the side of the screen here. Uh, I always want to say Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that's my you know this is my version of catholicism this is me going to confessional and i want to say obi-wan kenobi oh this podcast is your version of catholicism yeah am i doing it right no (laughs) 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 you're not i don't know what to tell you i didn't have a bit i also love that i had nothing for what we one would do casually with an obgyn other than eat stuffed peppers it's that for me i thought that was i think that was a euphemism for the womb Oh, well, honestly, I should have gone with that. That would have been a way better answer. So he's in there and then it's like a round table where it's like, um, hey, group info session at the sex health clinic. Um, And he's there with his girlfriend's daughter. And he's asking the questions he needs to ask. Um, Don't. Yeah. For for several reasons. A, this trip to the... This trip to the sex health clinic is not about you. It's about her. So you shut up and you just be there. Two, you look fucking goofy. You look stupid. You look simple. You look slow. Crazy goofy. You look slow. Yeah. So like, just like take all these questions. Realize that this place exists is a resource. And if you came back in your own time to ask, they would help you. So he really could have just done that. But like, oh, he's like, hey, I'm a virgin or whatever. Um, And it gets her respect. And it's like, oh, now that she feels better. That's good. I thought was, I thought she was going to tell. I thought daughter was going to I'm tell. I'm kind mom of amazed point. that she didn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially a- if and when she would see that her mom's distraught. It's like, no, no. Actually, I have the secret information that'll solve this entire problem. Well, because it didn't. She, the mom that it made sense because m- later in the movie, mom is upset because Steve Carell just ran away instead of fucking. And daughter comes in like, "What's wrong? She's not going to be like my boyfriend didn't fuck me." I guess that's fair. Yeah, that's not not everyone has these hippy dippy uh, summer of love ass relationships with their parents, Garrett. That is true. Some people have boundaries and repression. I think that's healthy. Have you ever been to Boston, <gasps> Garrett? You ever been to you ever you ever been to Northeast? You ever have a I hoagie? Have I, the only thing I know about Boston is the movie Goodwill Hunting. How much I don't like the New England Patriots, and apparently they're just super racist. I mean, racism is everywhere. It's not just confined to the Northeast. But I heard it was worse in Boston. I mean, take my word for it, you fuck. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Whatever. So, <laughs> so whatever. Uh, daughter, Cat uh, Dennings, now likes Steve Carell. And then uh, David, played, uh, who's uh, Paul Rudd's character, he suffers an emotional breakdown at work where he's 
videotaping his junk on the cameras and shit. And so he gets. It was great. Yeah. It's a chain effect of uh, Paul Rudd has a breakdown. What's her fucking face? A woman. She was also in Glee. She's the manager manager. What's her character? Oh, yeah, yeah. She plays the gym teacher in Glee. I don't know her name, though. Oh, that's going to kill me. Oh, that's going to kill me. Fine. Um, Also, in case you can actually hear that, there are literal fighter jets flying, and I am so excited about that. America's not at war. The Bay Area has, well, we are, I guess, aren't we? But are we always? I think we have to be at this point. Yo, our entire lifetimes, I think I saw the math once, 98% of it has been at war. Yeah. I don't know if the math is right, but yeah. So anyway, blah, 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 blah. Steve Carell is now like this floor manager having to talk to people all the time. And uh, this new woman gets hired at the job and Jay's girlfriend breaks up with him due to infidelity. But all the other men, except for Seth Rogen, he's having a fine time. All the other men are like, yeah, man, maybe rushing into sex isn't a great idea, which is a good message. That's good. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, I think it blurs thing. It's like, do I actually like this person? or just like having sex with them. Though I still think by the time you're 40, maybe we just have sex with anyone. Well, that's, you know, you, you know it's, it's any port in a storm, man. No, that's the problem. When it's such a big streak, then you're like, people think, all right, you want, you want to go to uh, Catholic corner, Garrett? You said you want Catholicism? Oh, God, Bogus taking me to the Catholic corner? This smells people like a felony. Believe, shut the fuck up, okay? People <laughs> believe that their suffering needs to have meaning. Yeah. So yes. if you're a 40-year-old virgin and you say, that's it, I'm paying for it, the story has a shitty ending. The story sure. isn't, but then I found the love of my life and it was the right person and I'm glad I waited. It's instead I kind of acquiesced, I rolled over, I lost. And it's like, so all my years of feeling like a weird loser were for nothing. The pussy's on the pedestal, you know? Yeah. And so the story needs a better ending than that. So that's why don't ever let yourself get caught up in a dead streak like that. Break it earlier and quicker so you're not like, oh. Yeah. If you ever find yourself not fucking for 40 years, make sure to break it earlier than that. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? By the time you look up and it's 40 years, like, oh, fuck, now it's 40 years. Yeah. It's like saying, score more points in the football game, and you're looking up, and there's two minutes left on the clock. You're like, well, if you're down by 100. Yep. Yeah. Magic time, baby. The way we spend our days is the way we spend our lives. Remember that. Wow. I think fucking Billie Eilish said that, and it stuck with me. (laughs) (laughs) That might not be right, but I think she's... Somebody on hot, somebody in a Hot Ones interview said that. Anyway, but I really love that quote. So, all right, date 20. Trish, fucking uh, Catherine uh, Keener is ringing a bell. It's like, ding, 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 it's time. Let's fuck. Um, at the same time, she was like encouraging Andy's like, yo, what do you want to do in your life? Um, oh, I want to own my sto- a stereo store of my own. How would you get the money for that? Oh, I can sell these fucking action figures that I keep in the box. Okay, so she's helping him grow up as a fucking man, teaching him how to drive and shit. Um, he lived this movie's set in the valley. So if you're a store manager at a radio shack in the valley, you probably grew also, up in the yeah. Being a virgin in the valley is kind of hard because the entire city is basically just well, the whole area is just porn. That's just not how this works. Anyway, it's just transport. I'm just saying though, the idea like for all my friends from New York don't know how to drive, or like half of them don't. Because when you grow up in fucking New York, the subway's everywhere. Mm-hmm. The San Fernando Valley, fucking Northridge, Chatsworth, what have you, you need a car. Real question. Yes. Would you rather Ooh. have someone dump fire ants in your crotch just one time and you can do whatever you want to get rid of them immediately? You can instantly react mm, to the okay. giant load of fire ants in your crotch. 
or live in Chatsworth for one year? Oh, that's fascinating. Um, right? It's a good am question. Keep, am I keeping my job and shit? Yeah, yeah. Like your employment status, everything stays the same in both scenarios. One's probably better for your junk than the other, but the other one's pretty bad for your health. Am I able to prep? Like, am I able to be like, okay, no. one, oh, this is happening right now. I can't. Yeah, you just, yeah. You can't prep either scenario. Congratulations. You just moved to Chatsworth and congratulations. There's so many fire ants. You can't even see your own junk. Oh, and they don't drown. I know. Everyone's answer is jump in the shower. Yeah. Oh. It's the villagers of Pompeii, except That's instead dangerous. of lava, it's fire ants in your junk. I That's know. legitimately dangerous. I know. But, oh. it, but you know what else is dangerous? Living in Chatsworth for a year because I don't feel like, you know. Wait a second. Anyone makes it out of there alive. Yeah. No, but remember, I did that for like a, like a month. Yeah, about multiply that by twelve. I don't think you like it. That's true. Well, because I uh, when I did in Chatsworth, I went to L.A. Yeah, see. When I, during the week, I'd watch True Detective season two and eat my fucking PF Changs, and then the weekends that I was done in L.A. Yeah, that was actually a great time because I was in a hotel. That That's sounds difference. like a great time. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't. Anyway. Have, yeah. Please answer the question for the fans. Fuck. I might take Chatsworth because I'm worried about that many fire ants on your junk that many that you can't see it is you know i respect it i respect it i think i take the fire ants personally i believe in my junk i think i could take it this is like i believe my own own immune system assholes you know those people yeah i can't it's like instead of an anti-vaxxer i'm a pro ant in the crotcher (laughs) you're an ant crotcher i believe in myself okay so it's date 20 uh catherine and steve carell are supposed to fuck and he's yep. chickening out. And so he starts an argument out of nowhere, right? Um, mm-hmm. He's just like, you're trying to change me. He's like, bitch, you need to change, man child. Yep. Uh, they never, that's my biggest problem with this movie. They never explain why he's a, such a giant man child. Yeah, I mean, I just yeah. feel like it comes with the virginity. I mean, like, you're a little boy, kind of. There's a sweetness to it. No, because I don't think that's, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. If somebody is this big into their figures and also a friend of a friend, well, a friend of a roommate, that's better. A friend of a roommate is a 40 year old virgin or damn near close. And he, when you talk to him, you're like, oh, you're a little boy. Mm. I just, he never really grew out of like being 19 and he's 40, not even 19, like 15. It's like, there's like the, I play Pokemon in Yu-Gi-Oh and I'm 40 and I work at a pizza place for minimum wage. Like it just kind of, you never really stop doing that. Life is terrifying, man. Ugh. So, fine. The, the, when you get an explanation, Andy causes a fight to get out of having to have sex. Um, and he runs off. Yeah, and he's like, screw this. I'm going to Jay's um, party. What, what was up with that party, by the way? Was, it, was that the congrats, you're pregnant party? Or was that the we're back together party? Yeah. We're yeah, like a- you're back together and you're pregnant and we're going to celebrate both of those things because this will end well. No, not just that. Let's not celebrate you being pregnant at a club when you can't drink. Oh, I know. I that, talk about a living hell. Can mm. you imagine? Like, are they even engaged or any? I don't. Re- not whatever. at that point. But like, okay, you bring you bring your pregnant girlfriend to a club to celebrate her pregnancy while you and all your friends get blackout drunk. I mean, I just that just seems like you're breaking up at that point. Yeah. So fine. Uh, Andy shows up at the party. In my this whole movie, he doesn't really drink. He's just drinking a lot of Fanta. Fanta. How do you say it? I have to say Fanta. You say Fanta, you smell your own farts. Shut up, fucking white people. I swear. (laughs) No, you can't white people your way. That's not a white people. Nigerians. Because like Fanta, Fanta? Fanta? yes. 
but to you, that's, that, that's what, no, that's why I was stuck for a second. Cause like, when did it, okay. mind you, I, I, I don't know if I ever told you, it's like, I, I've been, the two times I've gone back to Nigeria, my family was very Nigerian. It's like, you know, parents catch up with people that are aunties, uncles, family relations who mm-hmm. I don't really know, whatever. Meanwhile, I'm just on the couch in the parlor room sipping Fanta. And so that's one's most frequently offered to, because you don't buy orange soda or you don't buy Fanta really in your no. day-to-day life. If I'm buying soda, it's I, I, I love orange soda. You know who else loves orange soda? Kel. Kel loves orange soda. You know he's a youth pastor now? Oh, really? I thought the horrible shit happened to Kel. Did he rebound? I don't know about any horrible shit, but yeah, I have a, a friend who represents him and is like, yeah, he's a youth pastor. Oh, that's sick. Good for Kel. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, if he's happy. If you like it, I love it. So, Thanks. all right. Drunk party for this woman's baby shower. Terrible. Steve Carell, I'm just down in shots. Hey, Elizabeth Banks, let's fuck. Um, and she's like hella down um, to a level I felt absurd. And so they're going back to, yeah. to um, Beth, Elizabeth Banks. That's why I said it's right in front of you earlier, by the way. Oh, shit. That I should, makes sense. I should be the guy from the I like Saw. that I went with bathtub first. Is a bathroom in front of you? No, I just was thinking about things that have been in front of me in my lifetime. I don't, it doesn't make sense to me either, man. This is just how I got to the answer. Okay, 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 okay. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I hate you. I'll leave it. So he goes to Beth's to fuck, and she's like, I, I kind of skipped around in the scene. I was like, this probably isn't very important, slash, I don't know why, but I feel weird. Um, hey, we're in the bathroom. I ran a bath and got it all soapy, and I'm just going to be in here working myself with the, the shower head. Yeah. And you watch? Yeah, and then just his friends, well, like, they, they, he stands there awkwardly for a couple minutes. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing. Is, this is graphic. There is oh, a yeah. lot happening here. I am seeing things. And you're just like, dude, I mean, the fact that she has no reaction to this commentary is just like, how hard up are you? That, like, you're just like, I guess this is, I'm just going to let the dude in cargo shorts and a tucked in polo stand in front of me saying, this is graphic, and I'm going to diddle myself in a, in a, in a tub. I don't know. There's a bell curve with getting laid. If it's too <laughs> difficult to the point where it's just never going to happen, you're like, well, I'm wasting my own time. And if it's so easy that you can literally do anything and you're still going to have sex, it's get the fuck out of there, man. Yeah. Which, yeah I, to the point, it's, it's friends. Well, not to, sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, I saw this like uh, Reddit thread once, like, fellas, what would you do if a woman came up to you in the street and me and says, hey, I want to have sex. And everyone's like, it's a trap. It's a ruse. My kidneys, mm-hmm. you know, you're yeah. so, you're so used to having to put an effort that when you don't, something feels extremely uh, unnatural. Yeah. Something feels. So all, all the other boys from the fucking Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen and Jay, who the actor wasn't that famous in comparison. They're all, they all somehow got into this, into their apartment because Jay fucked her. Well, like it wasn't, eight. I was going to say, it wasn't somehow Jay fucked her eight months ago. Yeah, yeah, fucked her eight months ago. Um, but they're like, don't do this, man. If you love Trish, you really shouldn't have sex with this other woman. That's that's mm-hmm. very sound logic. Um, very, yeah, it's great. That's great. Great sound logic. So Andy returns to his apartment, and Seth Rogen's like, I'm, I'm going to go fuck Elizabeth Banks real quick. It's like, understandable, sir. Have a nice day. Um, Which I just, like, imagine how wild this is. Yeah. You're her. You're in your bathtub. Getting yeah. off with a shower head to a guy you brought home from a bar who mm-hmm. you've met a couple times before. Mm-hmm. He leaves. 
you hear strange voices from the living room and then a completely different bearded man comes in and takes his shirt off and you're like i guess it's still happening that that's a man right in the giant yeah that that is that's a that because the only way that'd be in real life is like that is a factory that only produces giant red flags quite frankly that could have been another joke right like we cut to your shriek it's like what are you doing here it's like oh i thought you wanted fucks like i don't actually know you who are you um (laughs) it's like but i watched porkies and fast times at richmond high and revenge of the nerds and it's like real life motherfucker yep here's where trish acts for this grandma she acts like a mild child here she somehow gets into steve crow's apartment and uh instead and he's ready to reconcile um but he's like why do you have a giant collection of porn um and he's like no it's, i'm holding it for a friend which is like likely story buddy fine i'm not gonna believe that um but what you, th- you think because he has a box of porn like he's like, gonna murder you I guess I don't know how people kept their porn in 2005 is the real thing. Well, I still think it was part of a like now it's like it's assumed everyone and their mother is watching pornography. Mm-hmm. Uh, back then, it might have still been a little creepy. It might have been like it's 2005. You'd, that's a, I guess that's the problem. You can Google like ASPCA to like just go to adopt a dog and somehow you'll find porn. You could to Google your own mm-hmm. name and you'll find porn. You could Google Baby Yoda and you'll find porn. You can Google anything and at some point you'll find porn. It's the, what is it, Rule 32 or what's it called? Rule 34. Rule 34. If it exists, there's porn about it. And if it doesn't, it's your responsibility to make. So like that second part, I don't, yeah. I think that's, I thought that was the full thing. Um, But like, so there's no real stigma because it's just too easy to access. But like, I will say, if you have to put on pants and get in a car and block out time in your day, and then go buy porn and then get home and then unwrap the porn and then watch the porn or read the porn or do whatever you're going to do. Uh, that's and now you own it effort. and now you got to hide. Yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's the yeah. same reason that I'm like, I'm amazed Playboy stayed in, around or Maxim or all those things for that long. Cause it's like, I just can't imagine like having a porn magazine subscription that's just coming to the door every day. And I'm just combing my chest hair and my mustache and my gold chains and I'm ready for action, baby. The, the worst part and mind you i don't have first-hand experience with this i've never bought a playboy in my life which is like he doth protest too much but it's like allegedly, no, i haven't either yeah allegedly uh, i keep wanting to say porn help but i mean playboy they had good articles or whatever it's like oh wow interview with so-and-so features it's like you better read that shit online because i'm not trying to own the yeah. piece and i have to deal no. with it yeah this isn't art it's not it's not art it's that's not what that is so so she's disgusted. And she's like, I he, she jumps to serial killer. They're not serial yeah. killer, but at least at least you're gonna kill me. And it's like, bitch, how you showed up here. <laughs> if I wanted to kill you, we've gone on 20 dates. Um, and I don't have a car. So, but still, she 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 runs out of there. Um, Has there ever been a murderer that just like stabbed someone and then bicycles away? <laughs> I don't know the history of the of the craft, but yeah. So it's, so she drives away, and Steve Crow says, "Oh no, you don't. He's biking. He is I... <laughs> that motherfucker not to, is not to beat a dead horse, but like, I don't think a bike cop has ever stopped a crime, and I don't think someone on a bike has ever committed a crime. I think if you're on a bike, you are useless in both directions. You know, okay, if 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 I'm on a bike and you're running, I should be able to catch you. The question is like, oh, what do I hop off my bike and then grab you, or what?" 
But that's the awkward part is it's like, you're not fucking the rock. Like you're not, or whatever, Jason Statham or something. We're going to like be on a bicycle and then you stand on the middle bar and then you jump off the bike and you catch the guy running. Like, no, you're going to pedal really hard and then hope that you get ahead of him and then jump off the bike and hope that you can run after him on foot. But it's like, if you could have done that, you could have just chased him down on foot. It's a whole logistical issue. Anyway, he's not going to kill you if he has a bike. That's your main so takeaway. He's biking and he's following her and she's driving through the valley. And so he's like, I know a shortcut because he knows the valley, I guess. And he comes around and he's like, all right, so he's whatever. He catches up. Her car stopped. He doesn't stop despite having a brand new bike. Um, hits her car, flies through a billboard for some sort of thingy. And and then and then they reconcile. That man could have died. Oh, I got to get a helmet. Yeah. So what, I, was it one of those? Uh, like billboards on a on a bus truck. thing. Yeah, billboard on a flatbed. It's like a truck bus. bed. Yeah, yeah, holding a billboard so he goes right through the thing. But yeah, I'm like that should have been serious bodily harm, but it was funny as fuck. Honestly, funny. if there was someone I wanted, like, and I, I mean this lovingly, like bad things to physically happen to, it's Steve Carell in any movie. He's really good at physical comedy, and he almost always plays a horse's ass to the point where you just like if you chucked him through a billboard, you're like, yeah, that's honestly I love it. Have you ever watched Dinner for Schmucks? That guy threw a billboard. Oh my god! Yeah, he's a, he's a much bigger. You know, maybe The Office kind of ruined shit for him, but then he Steve Carell himself was like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna do some serious stuff." You know, did yeah, he pivoted Fox nicely, Catcher. but it was just like, "Let me play a schmuck yeah. for like the first ten years in my." Yeah, the big short. I still need to watch Foxcatcher, honestly. So they reconcile and they confess their love. He tells her finally on his back, like I'm a virgin, and she has no problem with that, which is nice. And they get, and then, even then though, even then. Even after he says, like, hey, FYI, I'm a virgin. And then we, we cut to, it's like, oh, okay, they love each other. Yay, they kiss. They get married. And not immediately. So they still waited for marriage? I So we were debating this when watching it. And I, my two cents is they had to have fucked before the wedding. There's like, He's not holding out because he's, like, religious. He's just holding out because no one will have sex with him. I'm getting a finger wag. What's happening? No, because when they do fuck the first time, or rather when he, he finally uh, inserts, she's like, you're no longer, congrats, you're no longer a virgin. So they waited, or he waited. Oh, crap, they did. So wow. it's like, well, bro. I guess if you waited 40 years, I guess you're going to wait until you put a ring on it. Or at this has, point, she's like, ugh. She has three kids, a grandchild, and an ex-husband. She doesn't want to get married again until she's sure, sure. Why not just fuck? If you have three kids, an ex-husband, and a grandchild, I don't think you're that precious about it. Factors. Well, have two kids. I know, who, but it's just it adds layers. It adds layers. Yeah, two kids who live under your house or under your roof. Yeah, you so fucked, they, made kids. Your kids fucked, made a person. That's that's you're just have sex. Yeah, and so after they have sex, and then and then they have sex again. It's like, so how was it? And the entire cast of the movie is doing like the end of hairspray because they're doing Age of Aquarius slash Let the Sunshine In. Um, Love the Sunshine in is so much better than Age of Aquarius. But anyway. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't have a horse in that, in that race. Yeah, my own. All right. Who did you love here? Um, that's a very good question. Um, I liked Mooj in the scenes he was in just because there's one scene where he's just listing dirty shit you can do to someone, and it made me laugh. Um, and I forgot them all. Like a rusty trombone, an angry pirate, um, uh, something like an ice sled, something I forgot them all. We used There's to say them in like high school. You got, you got the let's see, you got the donkey punch, you got the Tennessee reach around, which is really just oh, a yeah. 60, which is functionally like a 69 oil check. Um, you got uh, 
uh, Cleveland Steamer. Um, I thought it was a Cincinnati something. Cincinnati Bengals. That's well, I mean, yeah, I guess team. that. that uh, but they do fuck with their fans, so that's kind of sexual. Is that a thing? Yeah, they fuck over their fans every Sunday. Oh, I thought it was like Joe Burrow fucks like Bengals fans. Thank you for coming to a Bengals game. If you're sitting in row seven, seat 18, you can fuck Joe Burrow by the Bengals. And then the fucking mascot does like a cartwheel. <laughs> they bring you out. <laughs> Break that to the 50 yard line and you have to have sex with the mascot. Oh, Jesus. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh, um, I liked Mooge. Um, I liked, um, uh, you know, Steve Corral was dope. He carried the whole thing. I liked, uh, Steve Corral's like trash. I love Paul Rudd and everything. And I, if I had yeah. a video camera connected to 12 TVs, I would 100%, you know, just be a horse's ass with it. So. I, I appreciate him when he was giving himself a colonoscopy in the middle of the surrogate city, which if you wait in a line long enough at any store, you, you've thought about. Speak for yourself. Um, let's see. Yeah, I like I like both Paul Rudd. Hey, okay. You know, this pod, you know, it's a lot of fun. You get you get the people going. Folks laugh and have a good time here. Um, yeah. The yeah, I like Paul Rudd, I like Seth Rogen. Do they last? Um, yeah, I mean, in the world this movie creates, they're, she's just looking for a puppy, and he's just looking to have someone that'll fuck him on a regular basis and emotionally support his little needy ass, and that works. He's definitely not going to leave her, you know? Uh-huh. This is the, the, no. Ferris, the Ferris Bueller-Cameron argument, right? When, Car- when Ferris Bueller's yeah. like, yo, Cameron needs to get some, otherwise he's going to fall in love and marry the first woman who treats him nice. Um, Steve That's Carl's real. Char- yeah, Steve Carell's character right there. Meanwhile, she, she seems to actually like him, so... I mean, I think I've said this before. Like on a long enough trend line, everything hits zero. So the question is, can these not can these people two last forever? Like, can they last for the rest of their lives? You're you're making a face, but also like there's interruptions. So I don't know if you have a counterpoint to my stance. Oh, that uh, a long enough timeline, everything hits zero. I don't think so. Name something that doesn't. Love, love Jesus. Be a romantic. Blink twice if you're in trouble. Oh, sh- <clears throat> all right. So, what's your score on a scale of one to ten? Help is coming. Um, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna give it like a, it's like a fun eight and a half. It's like if it was on TV, I'm like, I won't, uh, I won't turn this off. It's good. I like it. I'm having a fun time, but like, it's not, in, it's not rarefied air, you know? Yeah, I think I gave it a seven point five. Um, enjoyed uh-huh. it. Not my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Jed Apatow. I think that we're gonna put that up on the social, like you know, rank, ranking the Jed Apatows. Oh, freaks um, and geeks. Uh, the movies, the movies. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. It's yeah. a good time no call required. Shout out Jeremy Jones. Yeah. Um, I think that's all we have today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Big shout out to Christy, our asset manager and producer. Um, follow us at Podcast Bromance, Twitter and Instagram. Go to anchor.fm slash Bromance pod. Follow me at Bocaloboco, Twitter, Instagram. Follow Garrett, timeout. GD Bally. I know I changed it up. Do you want to explain or is that private? No, it's just literally, well, my, so G Balliot, for whatever reason, was taken on Instagram. So then I had to use a middle name that isn't my official middle name, which is Dennis, but it's like the, every dude in my family's middle name is Dennis. They just never wrote down Dennis. So I just have no legal middle name. Um, and yeah, Balliot Bushy, it had service time. It was all played out. The reference was from like five years ago. So we moved that on. was done. That was very done. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Now, so, if yeah. you have any suggestions, please uh, throw them my way. 
You, you don't want to change your app too much. You know, Twitter, you can mess with the name. Yeah. You don't well, want to the, change app the app has always been the same. Yeah. Okay. All it, right. It's just the name that changes. Yeah. You know, the, it's, branding's not easy. Um, no. All right. That's our show. Thank you, everybody. Thanks.